The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. And finally, are you the best better in the US? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free fantasy betting contest. Each week, there is a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. Just go to oddscrowd.com to sign up. That's oddscrowd.com to sign up now. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow me at the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And for all of my additional content, head over to my website, lockbetting.com. That's lockbetting.com, where I've guided my clients to their one hundredth month in a row of transparent track profit and it wasn't even close we were over 20 units up halfway through the month so now we are going for 101 months of transparent track profit here in the month of october that 100 months has been achieved a massive weight off my shoulders that means for eight years and four months, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. And it is all transparent and tracked. The pin tweet over at SGP Soccer will always be the previous month's PL. I haven't done that yet. I'm still waiting for my prop guys to send me the PL results for week three in the NFL for the props. But in the next four or five days, I will be putting up the PL for the 100th month of September. But at the moment, you can still go back and see what we did in the month of August, which was the 99th month in a row. And if you go to lockbetting.com, you can see all of the old P&Ls because we are 100% transparent. But from being 100% transparent, that means that we have to use Patreon. Patreon is a site which is great for that because it allows people to comment on everything that we do. So there is no place to run. There's no place to hide. However, they do bill you on the first of every month, no matter when you sign up. So now is the time, as I'm recording this on October the 1st, to sign up to get an entire month, 31 days of content, be it futures, be it soccer, be it tennis, be it, be it NFL, where we've had three winning weeks out of three. You can get all of that content content now for the entire month. If you wait a week, you're still going to get billed on the 1st of November. If you wait two weeks, 
you're still going to get billed on the 1st of November for the month of November. So why not get the full 31 days, get the full package and join up for the in-play group as well and the chat over at lockbetting.com. If you have any questions, just hit me a DM on the Twitter account I already spoke about earlier. That's at SGP Soccer, at SGP Soccer. Moving on with the show, and we have been landing locks left, right, and center. Two locks on the fight show last week. Lock on the EPL show. Three locks in a row on Scamessa Italia. At the moment, we are riding a 9-0 free lock run here across my content on the Sports Gambling Podcast, be it the Soccer Gambling Podcast or the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and... A 12-0 run overall if you factor in my bonus content as well. So bonus shows over at lockbetting.com, which includes the Europa League, two additional locks for the Champions League. And of course, we have the European show as well, which will be dropping again this weekend. So if you want to get all of my locks, you just need to be on one of the podcast packs over at lockbetting.com. You don't need to be on one of the premium packages. The benefits are that you get podcasts earlier, so you can get the locks earlier at the at the better prices. Plus, you get bonus locks as well. So the European show isn't obviously here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And when there's a Champions League match day, you get the key games show here. But over at lockbetting.com, we break down all of Tuesday's games and give you an individual lock for Tuesday. And we break down all of Wednesday's games and we give you an individual lock for Wednesday. Plus, we give you the Europa League as well. And that was my last winning lock yesterday. West Ham at minus 1.5. So, unbelievable run. Nobody in the history of the Sports Gambling Podcast has ever gone 9-0. I don't even think they've gone 5-0. But we are 9-0 at the moment with free locks and 12-0 with locks overall. Now, that's going to be impossible to maintain this weekend across my shows. I actually only have three shows coming out this weekend. One's an exclusive, which is, of course, the European show. So there's no fight show this weekend. Um, Scamessa Italia will be the other. And here on the EPL show as well. I'm going to do my best, but um, it's going to be very, very challenging to get that to 15-0. I'll be shouting off the rooftops. You won't be able to shut me up if we do manage to achieve that. So, Let's begin with the breakdown here of the EPL. We're going to begin with Manchester United hosting Everton. That is the 12.30 early kickoff tomorrow. I'll be going to that. I have been in Manchester for four days now. Where it was here for the Villarreal game. And uh, on Thursday and Friday morning, I went down to the training ground. And uh, my kid was able to pick up a few autographs. And then I went down to Old Trafford today where the players go to park their cars and then they get onto the bus where they go to their hotel for the night, stay there and then come back to the ground in the morning and then go back home in their cars. So whilst they're doing that cars drop off, there isn't a whole plethora of supporters there. So it's quite easy to get some big autographs. So this weekend, my kid has managed to meet Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the manager, Bruno Fernandes and... Cristiano Ronaldo, among other players. But Cristiano Ronaldo was a big one. And it was funny because we had a funny incident with Ronaldo earlier on in the day where he was stopped 
at so there's two ways into the, 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 the there's two ways to get autographs here at the training ground. When the players are coming into the training ground, they have to produce identification at the barrier, and that's how they get in. So there's a 45 second lull there where you can get them before they go down the the alleyway that leads to the training ground. Some people are waiting down this alleyway and are just basically stepping in front of cars. Um, we we didn't really need to do that. Well, we did for for one autograph, which was Bruno Fernandez. But um, you don't really need to do that if you um, if you're at the at the barrier, especially at a day where most kids are off school. But my kid's got a couple of days off school because he's already done um, an exam for this 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 particular school year early. So um, yeah, you can get them at the beginning on their way into training, and then when they go out to training, there's this traffic light that they hit that is green, which means you can go for 10 seconds, and red for two minutes. And I literally, I'm not exaggerating, it's red for two minutes. So we caught Ronaldo pretty much right when the light went from green to red and he had to stop. And for two minutes he was there and he would not look or roll his window down. Now, some of the players obviously did that and Ronaldo didn't do that. I was pretty fuming about it and was was saying what a what an arse up Ronaldo was. But... When you dig a little bit deeper into it and speak to some people that are more experienced autograph hunters around the training ground, uh, they will tell you that at the moment there's a rule in place that nobody's allowed to sign anything uh, because of COVID. Some players are ignoring it because obviously they feel that's a stupid rule and some players are carrying it to the letter of the law. I guess you can't really have too much heat on Ronaldo if he's following that through to the letter of the law. Um, and he was also one of the people that, that came out and, and signed for the people that were waiting by the players' cars when they were getting onto the big coach to their hotel. So he didn't have to come out and do that. A lot of players didn't. In fact, only seven or eight players did. The rest of them went on the bus. They saw the players that were signing as somewhat of a decoy. Uh, Paul Pogba actually pretended to walk over and then laughed at the supporters and then walked on the bus. So... Uh, I don't really know what to what to make of that. Either he's an absolute dick, or he's playing a dick, or he's entertaining himself, or he's entertaining um, his his players. Look, I I don't personally give a shit. Um, Paul Pogba wasn't top priority for for my son. It was Cristiano Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandez, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They they were the top three, and um, as long as Paul Pogba plays well tomorrow in this game. I don't really give a shit. But um, let's move on to this game and, and what will happen with it. What we do know that something that has been happening or what has been cashing regularly for us with the Man United games has been um, both teams finding the net. This Manchester United team are struggling to keep clean sheets. And I don't think Everton's the game where you're going to keep on. Now, I don't know the full situation here with Everton's injury issues because Calvert-Lewin when he got injured, was immediately earmarked for a return here. Because I looked at the um, the injury report and it said, will return for the Manchester United game. I don't know if he's still on that timeline or not. But even with or without Calvert-Lewin, we've conceded goals to some bad teams so far this season. We lost the way to young boys. Uh, Villarreal scored against us in midweek. Not to say they're a bad team, but it's just an example of a game where with this defensive line, we shouldn't be keeping, uh, we shouldn't be conceding to teams like this. Uh, we conceded away to Southampton. We lost last week at home to Aston Villa, conceded a late goal there, even though it was offside because there was a player standing in front of our goalkeeper. Yeah, there's there's just been one clean sheet so far in all competitions. And the back line that played in midweek could be the back line that plays again. I don't know the full status on Harry Maguire. I do know Luke Shaw is out of this game. 
So, um, yeah, that's not our full-back line. And our full-back line haven't been keeping clean sheets either. So, I think both teams will continue to score in this game. That's available here at 10 to 11. Oh, in fact, it's an even better price. You can get that at even money in some places. As um, United have so far kept one clean sheet in those nine competitive games. While Everton have conceded in six of their last eight games. Uh, Man United also are unbeaten against Everton in five meetings coming into this. So I would expect us to win this game tomorrow, but I would also expect both teams to find the net here in this one. An additional piece of data here is five of Everton's last seven Premier League matches have gone over two and a half goals. And uh, Man United come into this having won five of their last seven Premier League matches. So if you're feeling brave, you can take Manchester United to win this game and you can tack on the over two and a half goals. Man United to win this game are priced up at one to two at the moment. It's seven to two on the draw and it's six to one here on Everton. Manchester United to win with over two and a half goals tacked on gets you six to four for this game. Uh, both teams to score and over two and a half goals gets you six to four here for this game. And Manchester United and both teams to score here will be the biggest payout. It gives you five to two. So if you put 200 on that, you would win 700 with a 500 profit. But I'm going to just take the both teams to score here. As I said um, repeatedly, Man United with just one clean sheet in a competitive game so far this season. And there have been nine of them. And that one is available. The best price of even, but my, widely sorry, available at 10 to 11 minus 110. Up next, we look at Burnley at home to Norwich City, where Burnley here are available at 10 to 11. It's 11 to 4 to draw, and it's 3 to 1 on Norwich. I'm not really going to overthink this because if Burnley don't win this game, they themselves are bang in a relegation battle, which I think they are anyway, um, because I don't think that Brentford are that bad, and Watford seem to be picking up points as well. And I really thought that the three teams that came up would be in and among the relegation contenders with Watford surviving and one of Crystal Palace, Wolves or Burnley going down instead, along with Watford and Norwich. And it could be proved right about that uh, because Watford could have a little bit of a dip. They don't quite look on the same level as Brentford, so they could still get in there. And Burnley and Wolves have definitely played as poorly as I thought they would so far this season, as have um, Crystal Palace at times have and at times haven't. They're, they've been a little bit... Uh, um, a little bit up and down. So it's difficult to make a judgment on the Palace yet. But I think Burnley are definitely going to be in and among those those teams. And I think they need to win games like this against Norwich, who already at this stage of the season look like they are going down. They have scored just three goals in a period that have seen them lose 16 Premier League games in a row where they've conceded 40. That makes them absolutely unbackable. And you'd have to think... Burnley is the play here on the money line. They've won their last three meetings with Norwich, including back-to-back 2-0 wins in the top flight. Burnley have won their last two Premier League head-to-heads by a two-goal margin, so in that in that sense. And uh, no Premier League team has fewer goals than Norwich. Norwich is two in the Premier League so far. So six games played and only two goals scored. So Norwich unbackable. All the value here is on Burnley and they're available here at 10 to 11 in this game. Up next, you've got Chelsea at home to Southampton where Chelsea are the four to nine favourites to win this. It's 19 to five on the draw and it's 15 to two on Southampton. 
get right game here for Chelsea, although I don't think it'll be a high scoring game. I expect, I expect Chelsea to edge this out 1 0, 2 0. So I do like Chelsea, and um, you could take this with under three and a half goals, which is available at 11 to 10. The four and a half goals is obviously safer. That's available at three to four. Or you could take Chelsea to win with a clean sheet, and that's available at big plus money here at 13 to 10. I think that would be the best way to to bet this. Southampton come into this um, unbeaten in their last three trips to Southampton, and they took a point away from the Etihad earlier on in the season. They've also avoided defeats in four of the last six Premier League games, so they could make it really difficult here for Chelsea. Um, four of the Saints' last five Premier League matches have featured, have featured fewer than three goals. And the under two and a half goals has also landed in seven of Chelsea's uh, ten competitive games so far this season. So I think it will be a, a tight game. But Southampton have failed to score in each of their last three league games. And I do think Chelsea will end up nicking this and getting back on track. But as I said, it will only be a 1-0 or a 2-0. My lean here would be Chelsea to win to nil. The safest place, just just play, sorry, just in case Southampton do nick a goal on, on a set piece or they get a consolation or anything, would be to take Chelsea and the under four and a half goals here, which is still a decent price. That's available at three to four here in this game as uh, Chelsea look to get back on track after two one nil defeats. Not a surprising one necessarily last week against Manchester City. It's not a big surprise if Chelsea lose to Manchester City, despite the fact that Tuchel has had something over Pep Guardiola as of late. But losing to Juve, missing two key attacking players in midweek, I was very surprised by that. I'm surprised by both um, because I didn't pick Chelsea to lose any of those games. So looking like the, the Premier League champions are looking like the most complete side in, in every position. Suddenly, after two defeats, after one bad week, two 1-0 losses, there's some serious question marks over Chelsea here. So they will need to answer those in this game. Up next, you've got Leeds at home to Watford, where Leeds are without a win this season and they're 4-5 to get one here against Watford. It's 29-10 to to draw and it's 7-2 to here on Watford. This should be a get-right game here for Leeds. This should be a, a, a place where they do get their first win of the season. Not only the first home win, but their first win of the season. Um, the data says they won't, but sometimes you have to um, you have to override data here and just look at the situation and think: if Leeds don't win here, when are they going to win? And they've avoided being held in the same conversations as big clubs like Newcastle have also had a poor season but no one's criticising Bielsa and Leeds and they should be and they really could be if they fail to win this game they were without a win in six Premier League games this season drawing three of them whereas Watford are unbeaten against Leeds in the last five competitive meetings although that's going to be in, in other leagues with players that aren't here anymore so I don't think that really is significant data it's just something I dug up uh, six of Leeds last eight Premier League games have eight home games sorry have ended with both sides scoring and Leeds have gone three Premier League home games without a win as as, as I said here sometimes you see data and you look at it and it's very shocking um, to some extent and you think that's going to end and I think this is the ending point rather than the riding point so I'm going to take Leeds here to win this game and that's available here at four to five up next you've got Wolves at home to Newcastle where Wolves are available here at four to six it's three to one on the draw and it's four to one here on the Geordies of Newcastle 
I think this is a game where Newcastle could honestly avoid a defeat. I don't think Wolves are that good. I think they're going to have a really, really difficult season because they cannot put the ball in the net. They have won only two of their last six Premier League games this season. Uh, Newcastle have lost one of their last five in all competitions, drawing each of the remaining four. And the last five meetings between Wolves and Newcastle have all ended in a one-all draw, which is actually 7-1 to one to be the scoreline this weekend. Both sides have found the net in Newcastle's last four matches and nine of Wolves' last 11 games have ended with under two and a half goals. So if the under con- under continues and both teams to score continues, if both trends continue here, the only score is 1-1, something that's happened in the last five meetings. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But for me, I'm getting plus money on Newcastle here on the double chance market. And that's what I'm going to take Newcastle to avoid a defeat here. So plus 0.5 on the Asian handicap line if you bet it that way. Or if you just have double chance at your books, just take that here for this game. And uh, I'm going to take the same selection in the next game, which is Brighton at home to Arsenal, where Brighton are a 21-20 underdog. It's 23 to 10 here. Sorry, they're a 21 to 10 underdog. It's 23 to 10 here on the draw, and it's 5 to 4 here on Arsenal. Looking at the way these two teams have played this season, I don't see Arsenal as a 5 to 4 favourite. Arsenal have had two unconvincing wins prior to their win against Tottenham a 1 0 at home to Norwich a 1-0 away to Burnley. And then, of course, they they beat Tottenham and just got that done in the first half. But I think some of that was down to how bad Tottenham were and the, the chances that they gave Arsenal in that North London derby. But even if Arsenal are decent and improving, I'm not sure that they should be a favourite here against Brighton. I like Brighton here to avoid a defeat here in this game. I also like under two and a half goals, which is actually at a better price. You can get that here at 10 to 11. Both Brighton and Arsenal have scored just 13 Premier League goals between them this season, with under two and a half goals landing in six of Brighton's last eight competitive games this season. And uh, Brighton have also lost only two of their last seven meetings with Arsenal. And this is an improved Brighton team as well. Five of Arsenal's last seven Premier League matches have ended under two and a half goals, and Arsenal have won two of their last three in the Premier League with with the only goal of the game. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a tight affair here. It's going to be a game that's televised, but I don't think it's going to be particularly entertaining. I'm happy to miss it as I'm driving home from Old Trafford and hopefully I'll be missing an under because that's the play here for this game. Under two and a half goals at 10 to 11 as we move on to Sunday where we start with Crystal Palace at home to Leicester. Crystal Palace here are available at two to one. It's 12 to five to draw and Leicester here are the six to four favourites to pick up a win. A win that Leicester needs to get. Now, statistical data says here to continue fading Leicester, but we know Leicester are a decent side. They should be a team that are putting pressure on this top four. I think they're going to be in a separate group, though, with the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham, Everton and themselves and possibly West Ham and Aston Villa as well. I think that is becoming Leicester's level. And Crystal Palace here are unbeaten at home under Patrick Vieira, whereas Leicester have won one of their last six matches in all competitions and three of Palace's last six outings have actually ended in draws. Leicester lost and both teams have scored in three of the last four Premier League away games, whereas both teams have actually scored in each of Leicester's last 10 Premier League away games. So 
Lots of data there to look at. Um, some of it points to a, a high-scoring draw, actually. But I think that Leicester will find a way to win this. They just had a terrible result against Legia Warsaw. Uh, they didn't beat Burnley at home last weekend. And I thought that was a very, very solid play that Leicester would pick up that home win against Burnley and get themselves back on track. Luckily, we didn't lock that up. We ended up going for Everton instead, although it was in consideration. I think this is a spot that Leicester have to find a way to win. Otherwise, their season is spiralling out of control already and they really are looking like they're going to have nothing to play for in the Premier League other than trying to squeeze out a Europa League spot. I don't think they're going to get in the Champions League anyway, but at least in the previous season, they've got themselves into that position and blown it. Uh, this is certainly not going to... That, that At least, you know, that looked like a sign of progress where you finished fifth and then won the FA Cup. This certainly won't represent progress. This will represent a backward step where you're putting no pressure on the top four. Now, I understand the top four have strengthened and the top four are more significantly the top four than they've been in previous years. But for Leicester to not even be there and um, looking like they're going to be really mingling with the likes of uh, Arsenal, Spurs, Everton is certainly a, a backward step here for Leicester. So I think they need to win this game. I think they will win this game. Definitely not my strongest play though from this slate. Up next, we look at Tottenham and they're at home to Aston Villa. And Tottenham are a team, it's weird you're putting them in that conversation where you're saying Leicester are going to be down there with Tottenham. And it happened very fast where Tottenham got down here into this conversation with these other teams and are not even considered as top four contenders. And obviously that's the key reason why someone like Harry Kane wants to leave. So that didn't take any time at all. They were 2019 Champions League finalists and now they're nowhere near the Champions League. We're really talking about them as being a team that are Europa League contenders. And their start to the season kind of tells you how Jekyll and Hyde they are. Three wins followed by three losses. So who knows what's going to happen here in this Villa game. But the books think Tottenham are worthy of being even money favourites. It's 12-5 to 5 here on the draw and it's 5-2 to 2 on Aston Villa. You can tell from my tone, I don't think Tottenham are worthy here of being even money favourites. I like Aston Villa on the double chance market to avoid a defeat at 4-5, to 5, minus 125 here. Aston Villa have lost just two of the last eight competitive games in normal time this season. And Tottenham have lost each of the last three Premier League matches. Aston Villa have won two of the last four trips to Tottenham. And... Um, I feel that they're going to give them a difficult game here as well on Sunday. I think Aston Villa are going to come away with something from this game. They came away from something at Old Trafford last week. In fact, they came away with all of the points. But they didn't just come away with by sitting back and stealing the points. They had numerous chances to go ahead in that game. Man United were riding their luck in that game, as they were against Villarreal in midweek. But that's more about Manchester United than it is about Aston Villa. who have had a decent start to the season. They're gelling more and more each week. They look like deserved winners at Old Trafford. That was a perfect away performance. And quite frankly, Man United are a lot better than Tottenham. So a similar performance here. Aston Villa could be live dogs here at the price of 5-2. to two. So I'm certainly going to take them to avoid a defeat at minus 125, 4-5 here in this game. Up next, we have West Ham at home to Brentford, where West Ham are available 5-6. to six. It's 13-5 to five the draw, and it's 16-5 to five on Brentford. 
West Ham really took that Europa League game seriously. It was their, their homecoming. They haven't had European football at home for years. They tried really hard to sell the tickets, making them cheaper for children, cheaper for adults. I think kids were going for about a fiver. So I think they got what they wanted out of that. They got the win and they really got a big crowd in there. But the fact is, is that in order to appease that crowd and in order to make that a big occasion worthwhile, they needed to play the big players. So whereas usually a lot of the Europa League a lot of the Europa League players are rotated. West Ham didn't really do that. So you are looking at players here who mostly played on Thursday, whereas Brentford are going to be pretty fresh. So I think this is a good spot at plus money to take Brentford to avoid a defeat. Brentford have only lost one of the last eight competitive games this season and are unbeaten away from home, whereas West Ham have lost uh, sorry, West Ham have won one of the last four Premier League matches and three of Brentford's six league games this season have actually ended in draws. So the draw could possibly be the strongest play here and have some serious value. Elsewhere, I've said three of Brentford's last five Premier League matches have ended in draws and five of Brentford's six Premier League games have featured under two and a half goals here. The one or draw may be worth taking here separately. That one is available at six to one. Finally, we close out with the game of the week and it is at Anfield where Liverpool are hosting Manchester City. Liverpool are the 2-1 underdogs here. It's 13-5 on the draw and it's 11-8 here on Manchester City. Man City having a murderous schedule here. These three games are very difficult. You're going to Chelsea, you're going to Paris and you're going to Liverpool. So far, they've won one and lost one and they don't have any draws there. And I can see this one being the draw. It's available here at 13 to 5. It's very difficult for me to, to decide who wins this game. I like Liverpool here on the double chance market to avoid a defeat. It's available at the juicy price of 8 to 13, but I just don't see Man United uh, Manchester City sorry winning at Chelsea coming away from from Paris Saint-Germain where they were actually outclassed tactically. Um, Guardiola got it all wrong in the Champions League again. Pochettino hasn't been great at PSG. Certainly knew what he was doing in that game. Certainly learned from last season. He Got a lot of men behind the ball. He always had six or seven players in the box. Didn't let City play and relied on those key assets up front to win him the game. Uh, Lionel Messi was the guy who got the second goal and that was the clincher. But all through the game, Mbappe, Neymar and Messi, they all looked dangerous. They were all interlinking a lot better. It was um, actually Adrisa Gay who got the early goal. And ever since then, it allowed PSG to pack more men into the box. It'd been interesting to see how that game would have played out had PSG not got the early goal that they could sit back on. But the fact is, is that they were able to stifle Manchester City. Uh, Southampton were able to stifle Manchester City. Had it not been for a deflected goal last week, Chelsea, despite playing crap, um, may have stifled Manchester City. So I'm not completely convinced here by this Manchester City team, despite the fact they won against Chelsea last week and suddenly everybody were picking them to win the Premier League again. This Liverpool team here aren't going to roll over and die at Anfield. They're unbeaten in all competitions this season, winning seven of their nine matches, whereas Man City have lost three times this season already. Mo Salah comes into this having scored eight goals in eight appearances this season, including each of his last six. So... I think Liverpool are going to give Manchester City a, a definite run for their money here. They could even prep, uh, offer some value 
on the money line, giving Manchester City their second defeat of the week. Liverpool have won six of their last eight Premier League home games against Manchester City, and both teams have scored in five of the last seven Premier League meetings between Manchester City and Liverpool. And if it is a, a shootout and the two teams do decide to go gun-ho and attack, I actually trust Liverpool at the moment more than Manchester City. So I would have a little sprinkle on the draw. But my main play here is going to be Liverpool to avoid a defeat. And that one is available at the best price of 8-13 to and widely available at the price of 3-5 to here for this game of the week. Closing out with your lock on the show. Plenty to like here. Um, if you want to get all of my official plays, as I said, head over to LockBetting.com. It is October the 1st. It is the best time to sign up. Get 31 days of plays. We've had three winning weeks in the NFL so far. Absolutely destroyed the NFL card last week. So we are looking to do that again here for week four. We play tennis. We play boxing. We play UFC. And of course, we play soccer. So there's lots of sports there to get you to your 101st month of transparent track profits. So that's where you'll find all of my plays this weekend, all of my podcasts, which will include this weekend's European show as well. And throughout the month, bonus shows for the Champions League and the Europa League. But your free lock here for this show as we look for 13 in a row and 10 in a row for our free locks is going to be on Chelsea under four and a half goals. Now, I wanted to play Chelsea to nil because I do think that's been a good play for us and I do think they'll win this with a clean sheet. But that Southampton goal off a deflection or a penalty or a corner or anything like that does worry me and I'm not going to risk this lock run. So if I was on any kind of other run, like four and two, five and one, seven and three, whatever, I'd probably play Chelsea to nil. But I want to protect what I have. I want to see how many locks in a row I can hit. If it comes to an end, then I can be a little bit more gun-ho. But at the moment, I'm going to protect what I have. I'm going to give the strongest lock that I possibly can and that I believe in. And uh, I just don't see five goals in this game. Southampton have been very tight so far this season. I see a tight game where they're going to put plenty of men behind the ball. And I think Chelsea win this with another clean sheet. Chelsea to nil, if you do like it, is available at 13 to 10. And I think it's a great play that offers a lot of value. But I also like Chelsea and under four and a half goals here at three to four. I'm expecting a one or two nil win. And I'm expecting to extend my winning lock run here to 13 in a row. So Chelsea and under four and a half goals is the direction we're going in. But as I said, I'll reiterate loads and loads of plays that I do like here from this EPL card this weekend. And you can find all of my official plays over at lockbetting.com. One thing I want to say before I finish off the show, I want to thank people for your interactions on Twitter. Everything has been much improved. Um, we're getting those reviews in now. We'd like some more of those. Obviously, we are on a crazy lock run. So if you've never left your review, you don't need to sign up over at lockbetting.com. You don't need to leave a tip. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to tip me. You don't need to sign up to my service. There's no obligation. You can keep just downloading your podcast and winning this money for free every single week. You can just win on the leans. The leans have been very, very strong on a week-to-week -week basis. So far this season, we've gone 8-2, and two, 
eight and two, six and four, seven and three, eight and three, and six and four last week. So you can just continue winning money on that. All we're asking you for is the review. So I love the interaction on the Twitter account. For those of you that don't know what it is, again, it's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. But we'd love the reviews as well. So we would appreciate as many of those as possible for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. That's it from me. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.